We are here, Kevin Murphy, Right Choice Happenings Realty. Kev has been with Right Choice for how long now, Kev? Um, June 8th, 2020. Wow, you have a great memory. So that's uh, over three years, been in the business somewhere around eight, give or take. 2016, April 29. Kev is our beast here at Right Choice. He uh, has been doing really well since he started, and I just... Li- Kev, I've wanted to do something like this for a long time. We we do do a lot of talking. We haven't made a lot of content together. I can't even. We've done some, but this I think this will be really great. I hope this is something we can do more often. And instead of boring anybody that is listening uh, about our uh, work love relationship, we'll get into what happens, what's going on with real estate. The first thing I wanted to talk about because you are deeply in the streets in Niagara region, working real estate. You price out a ton of homes, you sell a ton of homes. And from my perspective, um, since you've been working here, I've been more at a broker of record role where you are on the front lines of real estate. And first thing I wanna talk about is just the state of the real estate market with you from your perspective, from my perspective, because I really appreciate uh, your uh, outlook on what's going on. So I don't even know where you want to start, but. Yeah, it's definitely volatile right now. Mm-hmm. And I think like the buyer seller, what whose market is it right now? I think it really depends on how well people listen. Right. Because there's a lot of sellers right now that are losing a lot of money right now because they're asking way too much mm-hmm. and the properties are just sitting there for months on end. Mm-hmm. Whereas you still have a lot of those houses that are listed in the, the mid-range prices and they'll sell for over what they're asking for. Mm-hmm. But that realtor probably did a little bit better job pricing the house out. Mm-hmm. And the people definitely did a better job listening to the price. What a big difference from day one, you being at Right Choice, June 8, 2020, over three years ago, when you listed a house your first day at Right Choice, which went into competition sold for over asking price with multiple offers when the market was on freaking fire. Yeah, that was just the start. (laughs) Started (laughs) cooking. Yeah, versus now where when we list a home, if a home is not priced very well, it has a chance to sit on the market and possibly even not sell. Yeah, you could be there for a year. Right. Because something I think that anybody that's only been paying attention to real estate over the last few years of it being on fire kind of thinks of like when a house gets listed, it's getting sold. But since I started 10 years ago, always our first job when listing a house is to get the house sold. And then part of that is getting the most money possible with the best terms and protections for our people. I think that that's been overlooked the last few years because it was I don't want to say a guarantee we would sell a house. But Pretty close. <laughs> if anybody lists, was listing a house near and around a suggested price that you spend hours upon hours coming up with, we do not price you, I, uh, price houses by snapping our fingers. Chat GBT has not solved this problem for us yet, especially not in Niagara region. Because um, we deal with a lot of properties, especially in the south, but even in the north, like uh, properties need to have an analysis done because there's not 15 million sales on the same block. There's a lot of differences. Well, yeah, it would be ideal if every house that you priced out had two houses on each side of it sell the day before. But 
Yeah. You don't get that. Yeah, exactly. Because when we price out a house, um, that's the things we look at as comparable as possible, as close as possible, as recent as possible. But yeah, the state of the market, like, like I mentioned now, it, it comes back to like some of the foundation of our first goal is selling the house. Yeah. Right. Because it's not a guarantee right now. Like, no. And how, how long has this been going on where it's been a little bit more challenging? Well, in 2022, when it, we started to fall off is when it became harder because mm-hmm. people were still expecting that if they listed it maybe a little bit low, you're going to get 15 offers and sell for 100 over. Mm-hmm. And then when they do that, what we started seeing was people who would list it low, not get the number they wanted, and then relist it at a price that's too high mm-hmm. because they they just missed out. And like people are always afraid they got the FOMO missing out on those things. Mm -hmm. And now people are just stuck on those prices because they know that they did miss out on them. Mm -hmm. So that was probably the start of it. And we just went down the landslide from there. One of the things too, just aside from the market is we spend so much time pricing a house because that no matter, I don't know who puts in more effort into marketing and creating an audience than we do around here. I'm sure there are out there somewhere. But you can market the living heck out of a property, and if it's priced wrong, it's not selling. Yeah, like we've, we, we've been there. Yeah, we've been there. So that's like ultra important. But like right now, um, some of these external factors are really causing uncertainty in the market. Like the, the rising interest rate has been... Like how we've seen it go up from somewhere around two to over five in a short period of time. Um, like, yeah, it's definitely more challenging. I, I, I'm not sure. Like I get asked, I'm sure you do too, what, what's going to happen in the market. And we don't have those crystal balls. But uh, what, how are you handling people when they ask that? Uh, well, I tell them that we don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they're going to keep pumping the rate up. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think they're going to try and probably hold it a little bit steadier because of how many people we're starting to see struggle Mm -hmm. with their mortgages. But at the end of the day, we have no idea. Yeah. The government, the banks, they're going to do what they want to do. Yeah. And we're just here being strung along with it. Yeah. And go along for the ride. On the front line, trying to help people through it because, yeah, it's a lot of people have been talking about with the interest rates going up that people will be renewing their mortgages. Like they are already renewing them at higher rates than when they had them before. But in the next couple of years is going to be the people that get hit the hardest when they locked at the bottom. Mm -hmm. But we don't know where it's going to be in the next few years. But if it holds or goes up more over the next few years, there's going to be people looking at payments. I'm not even sure. I haven't ran the numbers, but I'm sure double, maybe more than what they're paying now. So that's going to cause a lot of hardships on people. Yeah, it's it's but it's also a good time for you if you can get into the market right now. Mm-hmm. You're in a, I think, a much better time to get in the market, right? When the market's going crazy and everybody's trying to get in, you're doing the same thing as everybody else. Mm-hmm. And that's usually not the best way for mm-hmm. you to make the money. Whereas right now, when the rates are higher, you got the blood in the streets, you got the everything going on. People are scared to buy that's when you're taking advantage of the stuff that other people aren't willing to do, mm-hmm. right? And if the rates do come down in three, four, five years from now and you bought and you locked in for five years at six, six and a half, seven percent, mm-hmm. 
there's a good chance you're going to be renewing that mortgage a lot lower mm -hmm. to bring your rates down. Mm -hmm. But you also should have equity because when the rates go down, your prices go up. Yeah. So I think it's a good time for people to take some risks, yeah. but you got to make sure you can manage them. There's definitely pros and cons to every market. Yeah. And I like that you look at it that way because um, a lot of people look at the now and how does it affect them now? And that's definitely a good way to put it because I'm sure you still have the conversations with first time buyers and how difficult it is to get into the market. And it is. It's very hard. <laughs> like it, it's like we're a couple of guys that are making a go of real estate and selling some houses and doing all right. And like we see how hard it is for people that are working like normal job or any jobs like it's just prices are so much higher yeah i think the a lot of people put too much on the job that they have on why they can or can't buy a house because mm -hmm. like we see people whether they're first-time buyers at at 20 years old or they're first-time buyers at 40 years old mm -hmm. and and you can have completely different people mm -hmm. with the exact same job that are in some people can't buy some people can we did people just don't use the money they don't know about the money the way that you probably should like look at all the young people we have with cars that are three years old right mm -hmm. two years old brand new mm -hmm. right that's probably the biggest reason why it's it is as hard as it is for you to buy a house is because we think that buying all these bad debt things is is what you should be doing and i'm just as bad because i did it myself i bought right. a new car when i was younger and it was the dumbest thing I've ever did, but it put off me being able to buy a house for years. Right. Right. But then sold that. And now my cars are both very old, but I've got money that I can take from the banks and, and put into something that's going to make me more long-term old cars, but pretty cool. And so building off of that, um, first time buyers, what, what's some advice that we would give them to yeah. start to prepare? Don't buy a new car. Okay. That's good. number one. Yeah. You, any debt that you have, you should be managing it, right? Like mm -hmm. if, if you've got a lot of credit card debt, you want to get that down, right? You got a new car. I would say sell it, get something used. Used cars are expensive now too, but mm -hmm. you're not paying that crazy interest on it. Mm -hmm. That'd probably be my start. Mm -hmm. But younger people, people that are looking to buy a house, you, you want to have your two credit lines. So grab a couple of credit cards and use them as much as you can. While paying them. While paying them <laughs> off. Yes. Yeah. Right. Like for me, I don't even have a debit card mm -hmm. that I will carry around. It just sits in a drawer. Mm -hmm. Every purchase that you can on the credit card and then pay it off in full as long as you can every month. Yeah. And your credit just is going to climb. Yeah. But you need those two credit lines. We'd have to look up. I don't know what the number is, mm -hmm. but you need a certain amount of credit on each. So you can't have like two $2,000 ones. Mm hmm every time they give you the option to increase it, increase it because then your credit's up. And then after that, it's just about your money management, right? Yeah. Saving money, putting it in places that make sense, right? Whether the first time home buyer plan is good for you or not. Because mm -hmm. all these things, like they might be good for somebody and what they do, but maybe it's not as good for you. Um, but yeah, it's just money management and, and your spending habits. So, Somebody thinking about buying a house, don't buy a new car. No. Have some credit that you can work up with a credit card or two or a line of credit. Yeah, you'll need at least two. Yeah. And you probably don't have a line of credit. 
right? So a couple credit cards and manage That's them. the easy way to do it. That's what I did for mine, two credit cards. If you're able to live at home and pay no rent or as little rent to the parents as possible, yeah, keep your expenses as low as possible so you can save up a down payment because the down payment is about 5%, right? Depending, I mean, it goes up a little bit because that's only up to, I think it's like 500000 or so, yeah, which is still possible, which is something that... To me, and we were talking about the state of the market, that's a little bit different than it was a couple years ago. It seemed like to get into the market, the houses were not in the threes. I could have sworn there wasn't. My, what was my, I think my first listing was right at two when Back I started. When you started? Yeah. yeah. Like, and it just climbed yeah. aggressively. So it's definitely harder now, but. But we did just sell a house for 370000 in Welland, a detached house, move-in ready with updates. Yep. Like a totally nice garage. A garage. Yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> like there's challenges to getting into the market. Prices are higher. Interests are higher. But there's still opportunities. It's not impossible. Like no. you said, uh, we don't need to be a rain cloud. Like if somebody is working towards it or getting close and they do by now, they are setting themselves up from what we think will be a better spot five years from now when they start renewing that mortgage. Cause that's something, if there's people listening here from Canada, that's how it works, right? We, we sign 25 tends to be 25 year mortgages, but five year terms where we, where we renew every five years. Cause we were just with some American friends on the weekend that they locked into their mortgage 30 years that's like I, I don't even I don't even know how to comprehend how they do it over there in the States. Yeah, and I don't know if different. that's good or, or bad. But like the friends I was talking to, they're locked in at a low rate for 30 years. So they're loving their life. Yeah. I don't know how the like all of the refinancing and restructuring works with that. I don't know either how they do it over there. Yeah. It's definitely same game, different rules. But we want like our amortization, we want 30 yeah. a week if you can get it. Yeah. Yeah. Why Why is that? Well, for me, I don't believe you should be paying your house's mortgage off to zero mm-hmm. because you're wasting just a ton of opportunity. And I don't know if you want to talk about that today or another day. But I think we'll save that for yeah, another one. It's a little bit more advanced than first-time buyers. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think today I just wanted to have us to get in here because I want... I want us to get in here more often and chat about things. I think that like we can even talk a little bit more, but I think that we can have really good conversations about things in real estate that people can learn from. And that's what I think will be good about this, that we can put out some content. We can teach some people some stuff and maybe some of them buy with us or not. But I think overall we can definitely educate a lot of people because between us, we have not just 18 years of experience in real estate. We have, we've done so many transactions in that time. Like if you compared that to the average realtor of 18 years, it's more like 10 lifetimes, mm-hmm. not, not maybe I'm being, I'm exaggerating, but there's, we've done a lot of business in a short period or a medium period of time. So that's why I like this, that we can try and help people because there's a lot of value in these two noggins that we can help <laughs> people with a lot of stuff that probably wouldn't help people too. But as far as real estate, I think we can help some people, um, this has only been about 16 minutes. I, I don't know if there's anything else you want to touch on in just like an intro. Yeah, I had one other for first-time buyers, but I'm, I'm losing it right now, what I was thinking. Oh, um, 
when you have a lot of them have a hard time getting down payments, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And Canada just brought in the first home savings account, mm-hmm. which I don't think when the government and the people who are putting that together understood what the problem was with Canadians being able to get down payments mm-hmm. because we don't have a shortage of room to put our down payment money, right? We got first time home buyers plan. You can get up what 35 grand in that Mm -hmm. you got your tax-free savings account which depending on how early you started using it you've got a ton of room in that Mm -hmm. you have room for the down payment they gave us another account for more room we just don't have the down payment have the money yeah so so one thing that a lot of people don't really look at i don't know if it's because they're embarrassed about it i don't know if it's because they just don't want to go that route but a lot of people don't go to their family Mm -hmm. and offer their family uh interest rate on borrowing money from them, mm-hmm. right? If you've got a family that's been in the same house for 50 years and there's a ton of equity in that house, maybe they got to borrow some of it out. And and like I did this myself when because when I bought my two properties, I had more money that I had to put down because it was commercial mm-hmm. and it was more than I expected. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the easiest way to do it is go to them, see what the interest rate is. If there is any, if they can just give it to you, then you just pay them but you offer your family interest while you're doing it because then not only are you investing in in real estate you're also investing in yourself mm-hmm. but your parents are also or your grandparents or your uncle whoever somebody is in, investing into you yeah and you can usually get the money pretty cheap and affordable that way right maybe your family only wants 5% on it mm-hmm. right if they do have to borrow it maybe their rate is 7 you can offer them 9 yeah but either way it's somebody you should be able to trust and you have an easier time using that money. I totally agree. That's a great resource for those of the people that do have that disposal. It kind of gets into uh, the wealth gap in society, how the people that don't have that, but that's a whole other topic we could yeah. go on to. But I think that's right that anybody that has family that owns a house, that is a big resource because over the past few years, people's equity has doubled if more than that over the last few years so if they do have room to be able to help people that is a way to do it families helping each other through it for the ones that are yeah and it's not like you're it's not like you're taking money from your parents and Mm -hmm. your parents are out that money Mm -hmm. right you're paying them back and you pay them interest your parents are making money while you're getting a house yeah right it's good for everybody involved and you don't have to worry about the banks approving you and doing all that yeah. And then, now there's a little bit of stuff you got to work around to do that, but totally. it's easy enough. Yeah. And that's something if people are listening to this and that you do have a resource like that where your parents or your family have owned a home for a while and you need any help navigating that, that's something we can definitely navigate through. It's not the m- most complicated thing in the world, but it's not just ABC. So, yeah. yeah. It's just better for everybody involved. Yeah. Totally. I agree with that. I think this was a great. Uh, thing I don't know if there's anything else you want to touch on. It was about 20 minutes of uh, funness. That's good. How'd you enjoy that? That was right. Yeah. Would you do it again? Yeah. We can talk about more advanced topics because I don't work with a whole lot of first-time buyers right now. No doubt. No doubt. All right, bro. Cheers. Good stuff. <laughs>